0: going on family tgif thank god it's friday and welcome to another edition of the faction quick hits. I'm your man GB Gerard Bonner and I hope you guys are doing well. I hope it's been a great week for you. I know that it has been a four-day work week in some spaces. Some folks had to work the entire week. Some folks had the four-day week that felt like the five-day week and then some are on vacation wherever you fall in the spectrum. Thanks so much for hanging with us and I hope that the week was amazing and guess what? We have all made it To the weekend and certainly it's been an amazing week in the world of pro wrestling and we'll talk a little bit about that and I also want to get into some history as well as part of today's show shout out to everybody who joins us on the socials at the faction show on Instagram Facebook and Twitter big shouts to everybody who joins us via podcast as well it is incredibly appreciated all of the great things that you guys do to continue to support what we're building here at the faction if you're not already subscribed click that subscribe button and welcome aboard because this might be your first time or you've been hanging on the fringes checking out an episode here and an episode there go ahead take the plunge click that subscribe button and get connected to what we're doing here at the faction with that said a couple of pieces of news for you So the ratings are in for AEW Dynamite, which took place, of course, Wednesday night, their first episode back on the road in some 14 to 15 months. And it drew in 871,000 viewers, which is actually down from last week's 883 thousand viewers now in comparison nxt drew in 654 thousand viewers on Tuesday night for the Great American Bash which is up close to 20,000 viewers from the week before so one thing holds true NXT has held pretty consistent anywhere between 650 to 700,000 viewers really since the middle of May those numbers were a bit higher coming off off of WrestleMania where they peaked right around 805,000 viewers coming right after Wrestlemania and of course if you remember right before Wrestlemania of course they had NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver with that said it was still a great show for AEW Dynamite and I'm certain that again as things begin to pick up and things return of course to Wednesday night on the regular we'll see uh, numbers look different again with both shows really starting to pull out all the stops I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen and again I I think sometimes when we look at The week that a big surprise happens We expect there to be large ratings But it's a big surprise So nobody knew that Malachi Black Was going to show up Reminds me of when Sting showed up Nobody knew it was going to happen But what those things do is they plant seeds For future episodes So that you go it's can't miss TV It takes us back of course To the 90's during the Monday Night War When again you didn't know What was going to happen on Raw You didn't know what was going to happen on Nitro And so it became destination television where you had to tune in to see. Who was going to show up What was going to happen And a lot of that really started In the mid 90's Now you could argue That September 1995 The debut episode of Nitro Really started planting the seeds When Lex Luger walks out And of course he's just coming off of An amazing run in WWE Where he had had a World title shot At SummerSlam Nobody expected that But things really popped off for WCW and Monday Nitro with the advent of the Outsiders in May of 1996 and that leads us of course to July of 1996 with the introduction of the NWO this, through, this, this is SHW 28 O-o-o-o-o-oo! look out Oh God! well maybe this is why he came out here, he came out here to attack to This place is loud. Logan Chase will now be the manager of All-Star Special. Oh, heads up. Oh, what just happened here? Fingers tipped a length away there from his son. No, 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 no. no. What has come over Ben Buchanan? Rekha, bring it. Bring the best you got. This match. Could tear the house down. And they're not gonna wait for the bell. Corey Hollis just gets cut in half. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. This is what everybody came to see. Your main event for the SHW championship a kind of Whoa. Won. Oh, and he sent him into the raft. We got a new champion! So they're saying Creed got disqualified. Don't do this! David! No, 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 uh, no, 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 all right. no, 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 He's no, no, crossing no, no. The This is the Stroke Daddy Ricky Starks, and you know I only do it one way, and that's big. You're not listening to The Faction. All right, this week has actually been deemed NWO week as WWE.com and the rest of the wrestling world has taken a look at the advent or the entrance of the NWO. Many may argue that it is the most game-changing moment of the Monday Night War, and some might say even all of professional wrestling. Let's kind of set the stage, and again, many of us lived through it, some have heard the history, some don't, but just consider this. Consider May of 1996, when coming through the crowd, it's Scott Hall. Who is just coming off of his run as Razor Ramon in WWE? Nobody knows why he's there. He gives no indicator as to what his name would be, though everybody knew it was Razor Ramon. Two weeks later, we see Diesel, aka Kevin Nash, show up, and everyone's wondering what's happening because nobody's using their name. Obviously, WCW wants you to think we've got an invasion happening coming from WWE. It just make sense. You've got the former world champion, the former intercontinental champion showing up, of course, on Monday Night Nitro. Add to that what you don't have Then that you have now Is the internet The internet Now yes the internet was existing then But you did not have a ton of dirt sheets You did not have You know people giving spoilers Etc etc And this is kind of where Things really began to kick off With the relationship between the internet And pro wrestling With that said All of this led to some pretty major moments For WCW Where everybody was wondering Who was going to show up next are there other wwe folks that would be a part of this or x wwe folks what was going to happen we get to clash of the champions and at the clash of the champions is where we see nash and hall actually begin to get physical and they got physical with eric bischoff power bombing him through a table during an interview segment which led to bash at the beach where it would be three of WCW's finest taking on the outsiders and they said they had the proverbial third man nobody knew who the third man was going to be many suspected perhaps it could have been sting but there's an interesting question floating around and there have been some conversations about it what if the third man wasn't hulk hogan now of course it being hulk hogan made a lot of sense because he is the former wwe guy who you could argue infiltrated wcw wcw was not liking hulkamania at that particular point in fact if you go back to 1995 hulk hogan actually started donning black and he wouldn't go full heel But he left his red and yellow for the first time in over a decade. But many forgot about Hulk Hogan going black because not many people were watching WCW in comparison to the NWO. Of course, the NWO forms July the 7th, 1996, and really, we're off to the races in terms of WCW really beginning to make a foothold and doing incredible things in the world of pro wrestling. Now, the question is, could somebody else have been the third man? So one of the rumors that was out there is that Sting was being considered to be the third man. Here's my thought on it. First of all, whoever the third man was could not have been someone from WCW. It just wouldn't have worked, right? So if you had Sting come in, I honestly feel like it would have felt like a normal WCW angle, right? And I don't know that it would have been treated with the same level of vitriol, right? It would not have been treated as a game-changing event. If Sting went heel, now there's something to that, But what reason would Sting have to pair with Nash and Hall in 96? I don't know. And I don't know that it would have made sense. Could it have been Randy Savage? Macho Man. Could it have been Lex Luger? Both of them had WWE references. Of course, Luger coming back to WCW from WWE, though I think many viewed Luger still as a WCW guy in a WWE world and him returning to WCW just felt like he came home. Savage, on the other hand, I think that would have been an interesting move. But again, I don't think that it would have been as groundbreaking as Hulk Hogan. Now, could there have been other people that would have made it groundbreaking? I have two people that have come to mind that I think would have been an interesting choice for the third man that would have kept the whole world talking. The first one, is Shawn Michaels. Now Shawn Michaels makes a lot of sense in this scenario. Shawn Michaels is a guy who of course has been part of the clique since day one. At that point it was pretty common knowledge that he and Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were indeed part of the clique. It would have made a ton of sense and it would have been groundbreaking. The idea of Shawn Michaels debuting in WCW as a third man, you don't get more WWE than that in that era. Remember, Shawn Michaels was the WWE Champion. Him leaving would have been far bigger than of course Bret Hart and what happened in that scenario and could have been one of the things that really rivaled Hulk Hogan coming to WCW or Hulk Hogan being a part of the NWO. A second name that comes to mind is The Undertaker, The Undertaker, who had once been a part of WCW, but was not really recognized in the way that he should have. His run in WCW had been forgotten. He was part of the tag team, The Skyscrapers, who many don't realize or remember was originally managed by... Teddy Long, a.k.a. Theodore R. Long. and matter of fact, he managed them and he managed Doom at one point. The Undertaker at 1996 was the man in WWE. He, of course, had been a world champion several times over at that point. He had been accomplishing some pretty significant things. At this point, Hell in a Cell had not happened yet with Mankind and The Undertaker. In fact, the Hell in a Cell structure had not debuted at this point. It debuts in 1997. So if either Shawn Michaels or The Undertaker makes their way to WCW, becomes the third man, a lot of things change for both WCW and WWE. Of course, The Undertaker being a part of The NWO does not seem as organic, perhaps, as a Shawn Michaels or even a Hulk Hogan, but I think of all of these choices, Shawn Michaels is the one with the greatest chemistry. Triple H wasn't Triple H at that point. Triple H was Hunter Hearst Helmsley, who still had not had the big run that he was going to have that would make him the Triple H that is revered at this point. In fact, he was being heavily punished for what happened with the now infamous curtain call at Madison Square Garden that announced ultimately the departure of Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. So I don't know that Triple H would have been a great option at that time. To be honest, I think The Undertaker would have made headlines, but I don't know if the chemistry of the three of them would have worked. I honestly believe Shawn Michaels was a better choice than Hulk Hogan, and that might be controversial in some spaces. Now, let's look at this. Hulk Hogan really was a questionable choice if you ask me because Hulk Hogan at that point again was not beloved by the WCW fans because I think the yellow and red had run its course not just that but uh, he was not a super hot name now with that said he's still Hulk Hogan. At this point in 1996, Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair are still the most recognizable names in pro wrestling. However, in comma, I do think that the camaraderie and the chemistry would have been better if Shawn Michaels had been there. Shawn Michaels would have absolutely changed the game, and I don't know if WCW wins the Monday Night War now. That's a lot to put on one person, right? The truth of it is Hulk Hogan going to the NWO is what made international headlines. Shawn Michaels would have made headlines. Shawn Michaels, in terms of how the chemistry of the group would have worked, would have worked better. In fact, you could argue that Shawn Michaels Kevin Nash Scott Hall would have been enough you would not have needed to add additional members now they probably could have added of course six that would have made sense but I think things would have gone differently Hulk Hogan being part of the NWO again the chemistry wasn't there but I think the headlines were there which is what WCW was going for now here's where it became problematic I also think because Hulk Hogan was there that it turned around and it caused WCW to say, how much more could we add to this? I think if Shawn Michaels had been there, I think they would have been forced to be a bit more creative because Shawn Michaels would have pulled that out of them. I think the promos would have been different. I think some of the interaction would have been different and the possibilities for matches would have been endless. We wouldn't have been stuck with a lot of Hulk Hogan versus the giant and the like. Now, how do things change ultimately? I don't know. I would have been game for Sting versus Shawn Michaels, WCW versus the NWO. That would have been amazing with Sting still in his prime and Shawn Michaels in his prime. I mean, the possibilities, again, are endless. So if you ask me, should Hogan have been the third man from a wrestling chemistry cool factor No, it should have been Shawn Michaels. But WCW wasn't able to lure Shawn Michaels from the WWE. And with the people that were already set in WCW, the only sensible choice would have been Hulk Hogan. Now, history has proven that Hulk Hogan was the man for the hour. It certainly, again, got a lot of mainstream coverage. You could ask. The effectiveness of the NWO in terms of how it grew and fizzled out, its legacy, you could argue that versus the legacy of, say, DX, and that's perhaps another conversation for another day. But in my opinion, Shawn Michaels should have been the third man. Who do you think should have been the third man in the NWO as it is NWO week? Do you think it should have been Hogan? Should it have been Sting? Should it have been Macho Man? Should it have been Ric Flair? Who do you think should have been that third man? Hit us up on the socials and let us know. Remember, tonight is a historic night for SmackDown. It is the final episode of SmackDown inside the wwe thunderdome as next week's episode of smackdown will be live in front of an audience in houston texas it should make for some compelling tv i'm intrigued to see how the thunderdome era on smackdown ends tonight of course you can check it out on fox 8 p.m eastern 7 p.m central but until next time family have an absolutely amazing weekend lots of love to you guys be safe Be sound and keep watching wrestling. Until then, T-Man GB, representing from a good brother's Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman John Murray, collectively were known as The Faction. Have a great day.